Hi there. Welcome to Meanderings with Trudy, where you join me for a walk in the forest and we talk about the things in life that bring you joy. Typically, these episodes are standalone, but every so often, I have a conversation with somebody where there's a lot more to be heard. So this is one of those episodes. Last time, we spoke with my friend Lori Allen, radio journalist, and we talked about the joy that she finds in coaching young girls softball, and then also in playing women's hockey, having taken it up as an adult. After we finished that part of our conversation, we sort of morphed into what she had planned to talk about, which was the pandemic and how it's affected her work and how she really just doesn't mind being alone. And that that was such a fruitful part of our conversation that I wanted to continue to share that with you. And so that's what I have for you now in this episode with my friend Lori Allen. We're going to chat further about how the pandemic has changed how she works and how she's become really comfortable with just being alone. I hope you enjoy this. Thanks for joining us on Meanderings with Trudy. I think uh, I think maybe we'll leave it there. Great. Does that sound okay to you? Yeah, yeah. Is, is there more that you want to talk about? No, it's funny. I hadn't actually intended talking about sports at all. I don't know how I got there. I was thinking about like work, but I'm glad. You know, um, there is one thing I would mm-hmm. say is that working from home, mm-hmm. as blessed as I am. Um, I would have to say I'm really glad that uh, a few years ago, well, more than a few years ago, a little bit more than a decade ago, I moved out of Toronto. Mm-hmm. Um, and work was really like it was my social life and it was my work life. Like it was my life. I went out with the people from work. They were my friends in the city. And um, so much of my life revolved around work. And when I moved away, um, uh that change and I think it's turned out to be a really good thing because I've connected with other people again through sports Mm -hmm. uh, in large part and reconnected with friends who live closer um, like high school friends who are now only a half hour away from me Mm -hmm. Um, uh, a friend that I played softball with growing up um, uh, as a teenager turns out to live in the same town as me so we're really close Um, and Uh, I think that is one of the things that has really uh, been beneficial to me is that I have made a life separate from work. Mm. Um, And I know that there are people that I work with who are really struggling with this because their work is their life and they haven't been able to see their colleagues. And so they haven't been able to see those friends. Mm. Um, And so much of their life is uh, consumed by their workplace and having a separate really a separate life outside of that which I've tried to really um, improve upon that balance Mm -hmm. um, over the past few years has made a huge huge difference Um, having a whole other set of friends having a whole set of other activities um, outside of work has really really helped Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah if other people can find that um, it might help yeah and then being in this pandemic place it having having built that life separate from work it it makes it uh just makes it a little bit easier i would think then oh absolutely the adjustment for me like if there was i've said this to other people if there was ever a world crisis uh where we needed to step up and and you know do our part this is the one for me being alone staying home (laughs) i'm on it I am all over it. Um, so it has worked out well for me. Not having a three-hour daily commute, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, but yeah, having 
at separate life and being able to uh, find things that make me happy at home, mm-hmm. um, uh, even when I can't see my friends. We're, tried to do really great about having outdoor um, mm-hmm. meetings, uh, yeah. uh, which has become Zoom through the winter. But um, uh, it's it it's really uh, been beneficial to mm-hmm. have that outside of work life. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems to me then, because you mentioned depression earlier, that your mm-hmm. your depression doesn't get triggered by spending time alone. Oh, absolutely not. Right. Yeah, it's funny. You know, people think uh, being single, being alone as some sort of affliction. <laughs> and it's really not. Uh, I know for some people, it's a real struggle for me. Uh, and for others, it's it's that's absolutely not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy mm-hmm. uh, to be alone. And uh, I know I've had therapists who've asked me about that. Like, mm-hmm. you know, is that the reason why you think you might be struggling? It's like, absolutely not. Not a factor at all. Mm-hmm. Um uh, there are other reasons, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, um, being alone is not a. Even though I'm surrounded uh, by friends generally outside of the pandemic, and I've had mm-hmm. lots of contact with them through it. Um, super busy through the winter and summer uh, uh, with sports and other things. Um, mm-hmm. So there are lots of people in my life. Uh, being alone though mm-hmm. uh, is really a, is a real source of joy for me to be able to just sit down and read a book or just pick up knitting and listening to an audiobook while I'm doing my knitting yeah. or um, even going for a walk by myself. Um, you know, I enjoy people's company, but I really do enjoy being alone as well. Mm-hmm. We, uh, I had this conversation last night with uh, a little support group that I run once a month for, for people and um, yeah, we were talking about numbing out, the practice of numbing out, you know, either um, watching a whole bunch of Netflix or something or, you know, booze, <laughs> drugs, yeah. all, 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 the, all the many ways in which we, we numb out. Because we do that. We spend so much time running away from feeling. Um, our, our theme last night in the last two months have been uh, emotional granularity. So... Um, more often than not, you work with words and you work with sound. So this may not be something for you, but a lot of people don't have a lot of words for what they feel. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, provided my 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 people <laughs> with a uh, with an emotion wheel, and you know it starts in the center with the basic emotions and then kind of goes out from there into these concentric circles that get more and more splicing of of what the feeling is you know I might be angry but I could be frustrated and then I could be disappointed and that could move into sort of something kind of like an anime or a sense of dislocation mm-hmm. being able to get to dislocation from angry because I'm not really angry that's where I started but that's not what it actually is and so like like peeling out the layers of a, an onion so that you can get to some better understanding of what it is that you're feeling and then be able to look for the meaning or the gift that's in there. What's good about feeling this way? Um, yeah. And then applying that as we as we move along. So, working with our words is uh, is a key tool around around some of this. And I wonder. So it's not it's not being alone. It's something else, right? That comes up. Yeah, I think it's 
being comfortable with mm-hmm. yourself is a part of it too. Yeah. Um, because we run away from it so often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is totally not my thing. I do not talk about myself. Um, I don't know how many uh, uh, for radio documentaries. Um, I never even include my voice. Um, yeah. Uh, I just did one uh, about Nancy Drew that for the first time actually mm-hmm. had my voice throughout it. I heard it was, that it was great. <laughs> it was hugely uh, outside of my comfort zone because I just do not. Mm. Uh, I really. Um, and protective of my privacy Mm -hmm. um and uh i think it just comes from just learning to be comfortable Mm -hmm. with yourself Mm -hmm. um and comfortable with doing um but yeah and and i do have other ways of expressing myself like through Mm -hmm. my job doing a documentary um as i was making that doc and as i mix other things um i found myself doing more and more tape pieces over interviews because it's kind of like um like being an artist like a, mm-hmm. I, I um i often um the comparison comes into my head of being like a painter where you're just kind of moving that you know that little bit of music the music bed into the exact right space and mm-hmm. uh, you know just the exact space between uh one thought and next the next in a, a, a an audio piece um yeah. and it, it is really like a piece of art where you're just placing everything in just the right spot uh, and the uh, accomplishment that comes with that. So I think that I have that outlet and that I can do that from home mm-hmm. uh, also uh, helps. Um, it's much more enjoyable. I always loved it at work um, to just be able to sit and mix audio for a bit. Uh, it's even more enjoyable to do it from home. I get way more out of it and it feels way more like a sense of accomplishment when right. I'm done. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I love that about radio. There, there's nothing better than than um, working to transport your listener into a piece, whatever that piece yeah. is, and that and and that imagining it in your mind's ear, and yeah. then uh, and then mixing it and hearing it coming. It, it always used to give me shivers. I just like I love that. Yeah. yeah, but you know, a lot of people are just that they're not comfortable on their own, and they spend a lot of time cultivating, uh, getting away from themselves. Mm-hmm. And and that's not that's that's not to be judgmental. It's simply to state no, a fact. No, no, I get that. Yeah. yeah, there are people who really need the social connection. Mm-hmm. Um, it just happens. Fortunate for me, uh, given the circumstances, uh, <laughs> that I am not one of them. Um, but I yeah. do feel for people who really are struggling for the social connection. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, yeah. So what happens when they tell you it's time to come back to the office or do you think that uh, that you'll get there? Um, the honest truth is I think that um, I honestly hope it never comes to that mm-hmm. um, because we have proven that we can work from home. Um, mm-hmm. uh, if I had to go in a day or two a week, mm-hmm. uh, I think I could tolerate that. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. I'll be calling my therapist if, <laughs> if that happens. Because um, I will need help, as will my cats, uh, who are used to having me home all the time. Um, but yeah, uh, it will be hard. Um, I can't even imagine the thought of even getting on a train right now to go into work. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, yeah, it's been much, much better for my mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh uh, and I can eat better. I can exercise more because it's like three hours of my day I get back from not commuting. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's uh, 
I'm, there are people who are really looking forward to going back to work and seeing everyone. And mm. I don't know what this says about me, uh, <laughs> how I feel about my colleagues, but I'm not one of them. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, I, well, get I, I think it. it's I, separate from that. Right. It's not it's not about do I like my colleagues or not. It's, yeah. it's what suits my life. And, and right now yeah. I'm able to do really good work from my home and I don't really yeah. need to be in a in a space that's provided by my employer. Yeah, I mean, for them, uh, they uh, feel like they would benefit from being around people, and I'm mm-hmm. totally cool with that. Uh, yeah. So long as I'm not, don't have to be one of them. Because yeah, yeah um, if I'm thinking about my health and how I'm doing, mm-hmm. it totally is uh, about um, this being a better balance yeah. for me. Sure. Uh, and yeah, so. Uh, well, I hope everything is over and, and everybody is well uh, and that this ends as quick as possible, um, which seems like that's not going to happen anytime soon. Um, I, uh, I really do hope that um, this work life is one that I can maintain because it does make me happier. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I get to enjoy other parts of life a lot more. Sure. Well, I just see it with the, the parents on my street. Uh, we... I lived in a na- I live in a neighborhood where uh, a lot of the, it was built in the nineteen early nineteen eighties eighty two to eighty four, and um, a lot of the houses when I bought in here sixteen years ago were still uh, original owner occupied, yeah. and in the uh, in the last uh, decade that's been changing over, and so a lot of the families now on the street are young families with young children, and uh-huh. before. Nobody was out. Nobody knew each other. It was typical suburbia. Now, everybody's out all the time. The kids are tossed out all the time, especially when there's there's school online. But the parents have been very good about getting the kids out at 10.30 for quote-unquote recess and getting them out for walks at lunchtime and getting them out at 2 or 2.30 whenever recess again in the afternoon was and so on. And I happen to live um, right by a big park and, and, of course, the forest that we meander in. And, um, you know... There are forts built. There are snow forts built. There are tree forts with with sticks. There's um, crafts hung on the trees. I mean, the the way that the neighborhood has come alive. Yes, it's hard on the parents because the kids are home and they're having to juggle work and and the kids' school, and and that is no easy feat. And they're also so much more um, active with their kids outside, which is mm-hmm. I think so good for everybody. Yeah, my office, uh, which used to be my spare bedroom and is now my home office, my desk is right under a window uh, that looks out into the uh, uh, green space behind my house. And uh, there's a, a toboggan hill back there. So I can sit at my desk and watch kids flying down the toboggan hill and their parents are at the bottom of the hill waiting for them. Uh, or building a snowman. Um, so yeah, it's a uh, it's a great view uh, to see so many people outside. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's uh, a. Yeah, I, I really do think it is one of the gifts of the pandemic. Is this everybody's slowed down? They're they're not all driving all over the place. The sense of hurry, hurry isn't there as much. Um, other other fears may be there, and and mm-hmm. those aren't small. But um, but I think for a lot of us, just that. Um, not having to be pulled out of the house on as nearly a rigid as rigid a schedule has made a big difference. Mm-hmm. 
yeah. And, and that's not just families. That's everybody, right? Like it's everybody. Yeah. As you yeah. say, three hours extra a day. That's yeah. huge. I mean, yeah. I miss I miss your stories from the train. They're all <laughs> hilarious. And I really yeah. do hope that you write that book one day. But, uh, you know, but yeah. it, it's just it, quality of life, um, I think, has been redefined. We yeah. knew We knew what it was. We had some idea in the miasma of everything else, but, but it's really come into form and become yeah. a solid thing for a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I hope it, it sticks. Um, I know that people want to get back to their sports. I do too. Um, but, um, and all their other events, uh, you know, science fairs and um, everything else, music lessons. Um, but um, Live music. I <sighs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I uh, when I invite people to come and be a guest, and then when they appear, they they often say, "Well, I gave this a lot of thought, and I have a list. Um, we covered a lot of ground, some of which I don't think you intended to talk about. You know, no. talk about sports, all that. But it, was there was there anything in particular that you wanted to share? Um. Hmm. Anything that I haven't shared already. Sorry, there's a puppy going by my window. <laughs> Squirrel. Um, <laughs> oh, good. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Amazing amount of puppies in this neighborhood, too, oh. which is actually quite sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, like, I, I um, what brings me joy to go back to that? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, as odd as it will sound, and I, I know it's a can be sound like a complete contradiction. I do love hanging out with my friends. We have a great time together, and the la- I haven't laughed so hard as I laughed with them when we mm-hmm. got together in September. Right. Um, uh, and I love um, being able to see my family. I know my parents have missed seeing people, mm-hmm. um, but um, as much as I love seeing people and being a part of uh, lots of activities um yeah there is an inner peace and joy that that does come mm-hmm. from just being home and in, in the fall i'm lucky enough i have a friend who has a cottage um up north and um i just spent a saturday uh driving an insane distance and back in one day um and uh it turned out to be getting her christmas present <laughs> but she didn't know that at the time um so I drove up, got her this present for her cottage, uh, and went to the farmer's market, which was great. It was like, you know, a sense of community mm-hmm. uh, in this little town where her cottage is. Uh, and then I just sat. I had took a book with me um, and a chair and sat by her cottage, which was already closed up uh, mm-hmm. for the winter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a lovely fall day and just sat by the lake reading. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was glorious. <laughs> um, you know, moments like that, I hope that. Um, when this is all over that people will appreciate those moments and take the time to Mm -hmm. do those things and um, I know in our workplace they're begging us to use our annual leave because um, people aren't booking vacations because they can't book vacations that go anywhere Um, you know they're booking a staycation yeah Um, but you know what like I that's not such a bad thing Mm -hmm. Uh, staying at home and and getting comfortable in your own skin and you know there are lots of outdoor things there are lots of online things you can do Mm -hmm. um, that make things feel like out of the ordinary and can make it feel like a vacation so yeah to for for your own sake and your own mental health to take take those breaks Um, if you can't go anywhere you know you can go somewhere next year Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah 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 I find um 
I'm building in uh, things to look forward to in, in my weeks yeah. these days, you know, and, and like one of them is my, my morning coffee. Like, honestly, I, I have a little Bruce got me for my birthday, a cappuccino maker. Um, oh, nice. Yeah. And so I have a little oatmeal latte every morning and I, I enjoy that. It's like a meditative practice almost now to go down and turn the machine on and kind of do my thing and make it up and then sit and I look in the backyard at the, I've got a backyard feeder that always has cardinals at it. I don't know yeah. why, but we can have like a dozen red birds, which means there's nice. like, there's 24 of them because they always come in pairs, right? The, yeah. the male you see and the female is always there. You just can't see her as easily. And yeah. uh, that's, that's, that's something I look forward to. You know, little little things like that. Like on my desk right now, I've got two vases of flowers. One, one some white carnations, cream colored that I got myself, and then some uh, tulips, which are my favorite that Bruce got me for Valentine's Day. You know, like yeah. it's just mm, these things. Yeah, little things that build into your day and make mm-hmm. it so much better. When I was, it was um, I isolated so that I could safely stay with my parents at Christmas um, because I knew they were lonely and I always spend Christmas with them. Um, so while I was there, my mom, ever since I was little, every single morning she reads um, uh, a novel uh, before she has her breakfast, mm-hmm. um, just sits in her favorite chair and reads. And so I've tried incorporating that uh, into my mornings now where I'll uh, start the fire. My chair is right beside the fire so I can warm up mm-hmm. on a cold winter morning, yep. make my tea, sit down with my book and read at least a chapter mm-hmm. before I do anything else in the day. And mm-hmm. it's just so nice and peaceful and cozy. Yeah. Yeah. So even when you're planning your staycation, it doesn't mean that it has to be awful. It's like this whole, again, going back to that notion that we talked about before around numbing, like, what do I have to get away from? This is my life. And to have a week to actually just kind of sink into it and do the things that I want to do or, or the, just the things that are here. Like yeah. in in my space, even without going out of it, like making making something nice. I, I you've seen I've gotten into uh, sourdough bread, which is funny because Bruce is gluten free and I shouldn't be eating that much bread. <laughs> they do have gluten free sourdough bread, though. I found <gasps> really. I, yes, oh. I found a. Um, uh, well, I'm sorry to say on Pinterest, but I did find a sour bread dough starter for gluten free sourdough. Have you tried it? No, because I only just found it. I okay. was inspired by your sourdough and thought, All right. I'll look up and see if you can make gluten-free. And you well, can, yeah. so I don't know. I know sure. bread's, uh, homemade bread can be tricky. Uh, yeah. I've never made a loaf that I was like, yeah, this is awesome gluten-free bread. <laughs> <laughs> no, I have not found a gluten-free it, uh, bread. Honestly, we, we just stay away from stuff or I choose alternatives. You know, like yeah. dessert is going to be like a meringue or uh, a clafouti or I found... My favorite, my favorite two flowers to work with are oat, which I, I take, you know, old, like proper oats and then yeah. put them through the food processor so they become flour. Um, well, through, through the Vitamix. Um, yeah. And almond, almond flour, which I can buy yeah. from Costco. Those are the only two. I tried everything. There was one point where I had nine different non-gluten flowers. And yeah. That was insanity. I yeah. still have the remains of, uh, of a couple of bags of uh, coconut flour that are plaguing yeah. me. None of it's any good as far as I'm concerned. So just I just found alternatives to, to do. But the almond flour is my lifesaver. I now have a couple of cakes and muffins 
uh, recipes that I could do and, with it. Uh, I use that to make peanut butter cookies as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, super simple, easy yeah. recipe. And so if I need a little snack, almond mm-hmm. flour, peanut butter, egg, and a bit of sugar. Yeah. Done. Done. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So, well, I, I'd be interested in hearing about your experience and uh, I'd give it a try if I could, you know, because yeah. um, uh, I had I had read somewhere that uh, for somebody who's not celiac, but is simply sens- sensitive to the gluten, that um, because uh, sourdough is a fermentation process, they may be able to tolerate it. And for Bruce, the issue is is, uh, is gastro, um, like, uh, reflux. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've been experimenting with it, but it's still not, it's not 100%. Yeah. And he's afraid of going back. And so, you know, but yeah. anyway, I'm having a lot of fun with all of these gluten-free. And it makes rad. your house smell great. Oh my right? God, I'm having so much fun. I make bread for other people because I love the smell of bread. So I make it and give it away. Um, I just, just gave away half so a loaf good. yesterday to one yeah. of the neighbors. And yeah, and I'll, I'll be taking one to my dad today because I made two loaves yesterday, plus a sourdough chocolate cake half of which I also gave away so you know there's a lot of joy in that too right if you if you like baking then giving it out to your community is is also kind of kind of joyful so I don't mind that I don't mind that at all but I'm not I'm not eating it all myself because well I could but then I'd be like 300 pounds there might be consequences there might be consequences (laughs) yeah just a few anyway yeah Okay. Well, thanks. This was great. Thank you. Thank you. It was great to talk with you. Thanks for joining me for this episode of Meanderings. Join me again for a walk in the forest and a chat about what matters in life. I'm dropping an episode every second Tuesday, and you can pick that up wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again for joining me. I'm Trudy Chapman.